Hello and welcome back to and just like what what um we are on episode nine the last supper part un. and we are also on episode ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's episode ten Oh Time flies when you're having fun on episode 10. The last supper. 10s, 10s, 10s of Appetizer. Um, did you find this episode appetising? What was did I satiated after this episode? Were you satiated after this episode, Manny? Um, I would say it was actually a very enjoyable episode. I did enjoy. Um, yeah, good character it. development. It sounds like they're wrapping some stories up. <laughs> all the stories. All the stories are being wrapped up. <laughs> or maybe the next season. Or no season at all. Um, Carrie's just infuriating as always. So I'll dock points for that. But yeah, not bad. Yeah. I'm stuff happening. Mmm. Yeah, everything that needed to happen. Like, Charlotte needs to get absolutely off her tits. Miranda needs to be embarrassed again. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie's just a back, back story. Like, okay. Um, so the first scene opens with Carrie and Aiden. And they're going to meet um, Steve in Coney Island. Um, Aiden says Carrie is old. <laughs> oh, I love banter me. And Steve is there. Uh, and then in the writer's room podcast, they were saying this was uh, David Agenberg's like, idea that he wanted like Steve to move to um, Coney Island to open up this like place. And it was like a place that um, Steve, had, like um, Dave, David Agenberg had like frequented when he was younger. And he was like, I just, he was like, I just feel like Steve would like move here. <laughs> My name is Steve. Miranda. Miranda. Um, um, yeah, that was quite interesting when I listened to that podcast as well. Um, and like we say before, they just love borrowing from real life. To, like, Even the side this... characters are like putting in their own life into mm-hmm. the show. Because I didn't really like mind it. Like I quite like Coney Islands. I think when it comes yeah, to it was TV, cute. Like, it's quite cute. But a few people I spoke to were like, why, why is, are we in Coney? It's so random. It just takes you out of bit. I can't believe Carrie's yeah. never been to Coney Island as well. Like she's such a Coney Island girl. Yeah. They, they went to like Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They've been to LA. They've done all that fun, like tacky shit. I'm surprised she's not. Yeah, it's really... She loves like, she loves like the lowbrow, highbrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, golden, what she's called it? Ghetto gold. Ghetto gold. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back. Um, yeah, it's definitely, and it's not that hard to get to. Yeah. They always make, like, really random places in New York, like, the hardest places to get to. They do. And, like, why did Aiden keep saying that Carrie's old? It's like, <laughs> baby daddy, you are ugly as shit. As someone who dates straight men and has friends who date straight men, this is how they talk to you. They just oh, have yeah, to true. meet you for no good reason. <laughs> then um, this conversation is rudely interpreted by Brady and Carrie's like, oh! Cherry on top's here! Why did they just bring in Brady for that, like, two seconds? Random. Do you think he was meant to have more of a line and they just blocked Oh, and before that happens, Wyatt, like, calls Aiden as well. And he's like, Dad, Daddy. I want you to come home! <laughs> Dad! God, Wyatt definitely needs, like, a BPD uh, assessment. Oh, she's a, she's a bit of a tizzy girl, isn't tizzy she? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all though in this day and age? I, I can't know. But it's to do with pollution. More people are getting diagnosed with autism and not ADHD. Cause... I don't know. I think these writers are obsessed with like kids ringing their parents. Like I just about ring my mum like every two weeks. Oh my god! Like I don't know where this obsession with ringing night. people's parents. Oh my god! Yeah. It's come from. I don't think it's grounded in reality. I think it's all fake. Wyatt would definitely be like watching like doggy porn or something. <laughs> like he would not be calling his dad. <laughs> He's a furry. Oh my god! Yeah, he is. Um, Especially Aiden. If your dad was like cool, it'd be like fair, but it's just Aiden who owns a farm. Maybe he's just loaded, like. 
Yeah. He's just like, Dad, don't lose all this money on this fucking tour. Yeah, he's already rich enough, but still gets the <laughs> Metro to Coney Island and they can definitely afford a car. Um, and then we move on well, from one tragic situation to another. We're back with Miranda. <laughs> so Miranda's back in the office, but her boss's maternity leave has ended quite abruptly. Poor girlie, and he got like five weeks off, which is crazy. Yeah. They um, seem to like really enjoy like taking as mo- little time as they can. And like Miranda's like, I took 12 weeks. Yeah. She's like, I took five. I took two days. Um, it's really sad. I gave birth while I was working in the office. Like, they've got so many like interesting things they could talk about um, from like a woman's point of view, like a feminist point of view. And they just don't. Like taking maternity leave is such a big deal. Uh, especially if you're like postpartum or like if you've got a really intense job, it's really important to have that break. Maybe yeah. it's an American show that I can't really relate. Oh, that that's I've true. Americans, you love to work. Yeah, and they literally have like two days holiday a year anyway. So, <laughs> um, so Miranda is back in the office and From... see, so yeah, she's taking that win, so she's winning. We've got a rare yeah. Miranda win. It's a slight win. It's not even a real big win. Yeah. Like... <laughs> she's been invited to a meeting. Wow, big winner. From one sore loser to a big winner, Charlotte is slaying in her work with iconic NB superstar Sam Smith. Um, Sam Smith is being shown around the gallery by Charlotte and being the boss girl she is. Sam Smith's um, stylist is like the extra person they have. Uh, and then Stunning. Charlotte takes a call from Rock um, and then Charlotte's like, fuck you, Rock. I'm not coming to school <laughs> to drop off your booklet, you. Fuck you. Fuck your kids too. I ain't running with the LGBT. Nah, Rock is such a brat. Like, fuck bra. Uh, then Harry, like, takes a call from Charlotte, and Charlotte's like, it is your turn, um, and then Harry's like, uh, I'm the dad in this, like, yeah, I've got a really important job. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I was like, Harry is such a dick, he's such a misogynist. Like, Harry, you're just facilitating divorce. Honestly, like, he's such a macker. Yeah. Um, then Harry's, like, saying, oh my god, I thought you were saying my dad had died. I was like, why are they obsessed with the show with people's parents? <laughs> people's parents <laughs> being alive, dying, bringing them back alive, killing them again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm surprised, like, Harry's dad's not in the show, but maybe that's season three that's obviously not going to happen. Yeah, I'm still surprised that we're, like, navigating via phone calls as well, like, when texts, like, cheeky Bizarre, WhatsApp calls, yeah. But... <sighs> but here we go, um, yeah... Harry so, is such a misogynist, I can't believe that. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so team Harry, I'm not going to let that lie. Um, <laughs> You're just like an old school kind of fella. You love an old school misogynist. I love my men and <laughs> women charge. Um, yeah, so it definitely shows up the dynamic with Charlotte and Harry. Like, as soon as it got a bit hot in the kitchen for Harry, he's definitely not the supportive husband he should be. He's definitely And good for Charlotte for standing up to him. And she needs to stand up to her kids more because they are terrible. We're going over to a brunch. So it's nice that we're getting more of these brunch scenes in. So very much lacking in season one. Uh, this time around, we've got Carrie, we've got Charlotte, we've got LTW and Miranda sitting around eating some zucchini chips. Is this the first time that all the four women are there? It's like LTW instead of Seema? Because it's not only Seema, isn't it? Yeah. Because the first season, episode one, is when they all, all the three bump into LTW mm. so this is probably like the second time it's just been LTW and the three main characters yeah I feel like Charlotte and LTW brunch quite a lot yeah. but um, it's the first time maybe with Carrie and Miranda and they're all having a bit of a laugh while they're having a vegan brunch vegan <laughs> <laughs> not binary oh, oh my god, god. his, his hand is made of sweet corn wow 
Tom is non-binary <laughs> and is made of Patwana. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so this is a theme in the episode that I noticed. Um, Kristen Davis's acting is insane. She's it's so, so good, though. I love it. It's really campy, but it's so bad at the same time. And I think Which she kind of suits Charlotte and her yeah. characters. But it's just it really takes me out of the scene. And then the writing was a bit clunky in this. Um, like, they wouldn't let her talk and bitch about her kids. And they were just kind of, like, bullying her a little bit for being frustrated. Yeah. Um, very odd scene. I just also I just a side note. I really don't like watching Sarah Jessica Parker eat in her scenes because yeah, she really makes a big she deal really... of eating and like wiping her hands on a napkin. Like and it really, it's like, like she eats with her lips or something. Yeah, and everyone else, like, you can kind of watch them without a lap brunch. But when you watch like Curry, it's like she's making such a big deal out of eating, and it makes me feel a bit like, ooh, what's going on? Um, and Charlotte keeps like pushing LTW to like announce this news she has, mm-hmm. and I was like, is she trying to? I was like, is she trying to make them know that she's pregnant? I don't really understand what's going on. Yeah, I think it's interesting because it's, um, there's news. And I think um, Charlotte only knows the good news and LTW knows the kind of like sad news. Yeah. Um, Charlotte's just been the overprotective white friend. Yeah. Over the top white friend. Like, I've got a person of colour as a friend. I'm yeah. really hyped them up. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, it's quite a cute scene. Um, yeah, and then like... LTW tells Carrie she's won the award for, like, to have this big fancy chef, like, to host a big fancy meal in one of their houses or, uh, like, a venue. And then LTW's like, oh, my God, you should do a, your, like, your, no, Carrie's like, oh, I'll do my old apartment before I sell it. And then LTW's like, like, the last supper. And then Miranda's like, oh, my God, this is why you got your show sold. You're so clever. You're so creative. Who would have thought the last supper? Wow! Grammy, give that woman an Oscar. It's such an underrated thing in like history, isn't it? The Last Supper, the Bible, Jesus, underrated this character, is honestly. very underrated, under under celebrated. Not many people know of Jesus in the Last Supper. When Jesus says, "Yes, LTDB says no." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miranda's working at the UN, and Carrie's um, never been. And Miranda's like, "Oh." God, you've never been, not even on a school trip. And Carrie's like, no, I was shopping, bitch. What is it? You out? Is that Uniqlo? This is really funny because I saw a few people say, like, Carrie was, like, the popular girl at school and she still kind of has that mean girl, popular girl energy. Ooh. And Miranda was so evidently the massive fucking nerdy, just hated herself. I don't think And that's Carrie kind of manifested. So this is interesting because I didn't think she'd be super popular too. Yeah, because she's but... conventionally not attractive. Like, she's, yeah. she's gorgeous, but she's, like... When you're in high school, nobody would be like, you are interestingly beautiful. Yeah, like Samantha would definitely Death be the, be the girl. popular girl. Yeah. yeah, but even like her Charlotte would definitely be the popular True, girl as well. yeah. But yeah, there a was, shy, popular girl. I think the main thing was like, um, Miranda just being a massive nerd and it's manifested itself. Like now that she's having these mental breakdowns, that like she's just very much not. Miranda's so She just handles it lame. from a place of insecurity versus how shit hot she actually is in real life. So. Yeah. Uh... Then they, they're stopping for some shit and then they're talking about Aiden and like how Carrie's gonna see. Um, so she's talking about how Carrie saw Steve um, in his new place in Coney Island and then Carrie's gonna go see Chase stand up um, special and Miranda's like, I feel like you have to tour my accent. <laughs> I need a klaxon for like every time Carrie's a bad friend. Like, 
<laughs> it's gonna go off like every five minutes this episode she's such a consistently bad friend this episode she is she's such a gaslighter right? obsessed with yeah, her yeah like doing a tour of her exes like you can't like she's like but they're my friends too it's like you can't even be a good friend to your current friends let alone your to friends fair, exes though, if I could gaslight anyone I would love to gaslight Miranda she's <laughs> so easy to gaslight she's like do you know when you have one of those friends you can kind of bully too oh, much yeah. and there's like what that one friend who's in the group and everyone pokes them a little bit too much and they're like Miranda's 100% that and they end up apologising and then they start crying and then everyone's like I'm actually really sorry babe I didn't mean to do that (laughs) (laughs) I do not relate to this but I'm going to nod I do do you think uh, who's in the right here do you think Carrie is or Miranda I actually think I feel like they're like I feel like it doesn't really matter. Like they can both have like their own. Really, opinion. I felt quite deep about this. I just think it's so odd that Carrie's so obsessed with people's exes. And oh, I think I think Carrie's in the she right. She loves an ex. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Ew. Because like Che and Carrie had like a friendship before Miranda and her, and well, <laughs> <laughs> they were work friends. Mm. And Steve and Carrie have like known each other for so long. Like yeah, and I guess like Carrie's been like. Aiden's an angel investor in Scout, so... But also, what do you think Steve and Carrie talk about, like? Miranda. So, not a lot. Yeah, it's a bit random. Um, It's a bit Miranda, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So, they've done a bit of fork in the road with the ladies' brunch. So, we've got LTW and Charlotte splinter off into their little situation where I think LTW now is going to spill the beans on her having a little bun in the oven. Uh, which is not happy news and also it's quite an interesting topic to discuss with Charlotte because obviously Charlotte's had those issues in the past yeah, with good. pregnancy um, and I know like I've, as I've been a daughter of a woman of this age like this kind of topic is quite a big deal uh, being pregnant at that age must be crazy oh my God, like, must you think those years mental. are behind you uh, like you're a geriatric mom at 35 yeah that's crazy you're like fucked. so you don't assume that in like your early 50s or late 40s that you're going to be dealing with this stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. so um ltw just kind of like tells this to charlotte who's like visibly shocked and like overwhelmed which is quite an overwhelming situation for ltw to be having a lot more on her plate than she already did she's always fucking napping in that little closet with the five monitors around her <laughs> with her 17 kids running around and one of her kids being her husband it is um, good. Like, it's a really important, like, scene to talk about, though, because especially abortion is so fraught in the US. But, like, I think it's, it's annoying because, like, it ends, this end scene, the scene ends so abruptly because she's like, I'm just going to go home and nap. And, like, <laughs> it should have gone more about, like, Charlotte could just talk about how being, a, like, a mother is so hard. Yeah, and, like, agreed. now she's going back to work. She's feeling the pressure. And they could have, like, maybe, like, talked about it a bit more that's so true actually yeah because i choose that like, there's two like parallel storylines exactly. going on and they, this is a perfect chance and they just like, yeah! and they just never She's did like, i'm going home to bed yeah <laughs> like charlotte could be like i wanted these babies so desperately and now i'm back at work they're just driving me crazy yeah, 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 yeah. and i totally understand that this you're gonna have this going on as well like your kids are a bit younger whatever i thought ltw's crime was really shit as well yeah i usually like her acting but i did think for this scene was quite a heavy scene and it didn't really reach i think charlotte was charlotte was better in the scene yeah the only scene that charlotte isn't having it up yeah 
Um, but yeah, we'll get on to a bit more of the uh, that in a little bit. Yeah. You. <laughs> we just did this scene in the van and there's like a big lizard on some guy's hand. You. Uh, then we go over with Che and Judy. Um, I do like Judy. Judy's ass- yeah, Judy's like the standout of the show. Oh my mm. god, and this LGBT flag on this laptop is giving me the ick so hard. I can't believe this, like, the- this is like a fucking side character, this little flag sticker. I'm more- I don't know if I'm more distracted by Che's eyebrows or that flag. And we're sort of between yeah, the two. Both Very hit. jarring. Um, then Judy's asking about Che's gig and like, oh my god, what do I need to wear? Um, and then Dr. Fisher comes through. <laughs> Dr. Fister. Do you think, like, they... Dr. Fisher is, like, a joke, or...? I think just... they just kind of, like, need to hammer home, like, oh, my God, people misgender. Yeah. Um, come on, Dr. Fisher. Dr. Work... Fisher's well, like, oh... Get with the fucking times, mate. She, it, and then he's... And then she's like, no, I use they, them pronouns. Not saying, like, me and Mel... Yeah, we miss Me and Mel are very good at Che's they, them pronouns, push. But it's we more try. just, like, it's just... I don't... I don't... You don't need to keep being reminded that Che's... Yeah, exactly. It's more like celebrate what their identity is versus being like they're always being tormented by it. Yeah. Which I hope too many, not too many people are being tormented by it because it's not nice. No. Whatever. <laughs> um, so this is the moment that Che is saying that they're getting back into stand-up comedy because they want to get um, in somebody's pants. Tony, get your pants out. Hold me closer, Toby Tony. <laughs> Tony, that NB. <laughs> it's Toby. <laughs> Toby Dancer. Toby Dancer. So I really wanted to sing Tony Dancer again, so we can do it. Um, so oh. that's just kind of like me of the plot line on to that. So Che is hyping themselves up for their comedy gig, which is, we all know it's going to be incredibly funny. So clap if you care. Then we go over to Giuseppe and Anthony and they're like, they've post-cotal romance. Um, then like Anthony's like, I'm the top. I'm the only top. I've never been fucked in my life. I, I can't even fit a finger in my asshole. It's so tight. I'm, and then... It's so shut. I'm shit. <laughs> I shit out of my mouth. I talk so I much shit. I am the human centipede. I am the human centipede. Um, and then, yeah. Mel was, you were right. Anthony is a top. <laughs> Last week, yeah. And you're like, they're there, so I was like, no. I think they were there. Now that I've had that choice of mind discourse, I know my tops when I see them. Yeah, you do. Uh, (laughs) And then in the Writers Room podcast, like, um, Michael Patrick King was, like, talking about, like, like, positions and, like, he was like, yeah, just, like, people that's, like, hung up on, like, these, like, like, tops and, like, feminine and, like, masculine roles. And I was like, no, people aren't. Like, maybe in your generation, but I guess this is what they're saying. Like, they're showing the difference between Anthony and Giuseppe. And Giuseppe's like, no, everyone in my generation is versatile. <laughs> and I eat pizza in my big fucking cock. I can fit a whole deep dish pizza at my I know so many absolute masked men that love getting a fist up their asshole. Like, <laughs> and the most feminine, like, girlies fucking those big jacked up males around there's no rules there's I think no they're rules. just like it's just a bit shame that they just keep writing with these rules in mind and I think like, like Anthony works in fashion and would be a bit more like I'm gonna mm-hmm. get fucked in the arse I don't buy that Anthony's never been fucked in the arse I don't know but at the same time he also launched a bread empire based on um, exploiting Toxic masculinity yeah exploiting young hot men so maybe he's living in the the, the 60s and 70s yeah it is like kind of an in, like it's good to talk like 
is nice to touch on like the generational like divide but they just don't really go much further with it and like I think that like people always said like in Sex and City like gay sex is never shown and like they never yeah. really touched upon and like it was like in the 90s when HIV was like super prevalent mm. and like there would have been like something interesting when like he maybe was like oh like I don't want to get fucked because like obviously in the 90s like if you were fucked like HIV transmissions mm. but maybe that's a bit too deep like too dark for this but like it feels like like anything in gay sex is kind of like brushed up over like really quickly and this kind of feels like similar to that yeah because i found i had to watch this scene a few times i was like am i missing something i didn't know there were so many rules involved um i thought if anything like not being in like a heterosexual relationship would be like so freeing versus being so uptight like anthony's being um also, what's the age difference between these two? It's probably, like, two decades, maybe? Maybe they're just trying yeah. to, like, come at home a little bit. But yeah. regardless, they both look sexy. So oh, my God, Giuseppe's so hot. <laughs> they look great. Oh, my God, his I tits. don't hate it. Iconic. Sweaty boy. Yeah. So we're back in the the realm of incredible acting with Seema and Ravi And Seema just I like, love you. Seema's, I love you. And it's really... Uh, awkward and Seema just hates herself because she's admitted that she loves someone quite early on I don't know also another thing to note which I think we know every single episode what is the time frame where are we no the change where are we is this the metaverse (laughs) like (laughs) time machine and like this but like this sex scene felt like a proper reference to when Samantha's having sex with Richard Wright and she's like, I love you, Richard. I love you. And she's like, having sex on X is a dangerous, dangerous thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just think, like, obviously Samantha's so iconic to reference Samantha through Seema. Just, like, it just doesn't work as well. Like, maybe Seema should have, like, spoke some weed and then she was getting fucked. Like, because it just makes, it just, it, like, it just feels a bit random. And, like, the time frame is so random. Yeah, the time frame. And also the way she says it, she just, like, kind of burps it up. She, yeah. Like, it could be, like, a really lovely, intimate scene. Like, or, like, she was oh, getting raw dog from behind or something. Yeah, and, it like, could be really stupid. Like, it's a really fucking stupid situation, a really over-the-top sex scene, really camp, and she says it. Or it could be, like, a really sensual sex scene. She's yeah. Like, not like a, like, she's just, like, they're just, like, going at it. Yeah. Like, two teenagers, and she's like, I, I love you yeah maybe he was just like i don't know like flashing his cash and she's like oh my oh, god I you're so you. rich like oh i love you yeah, like, oh, gets, just yeah. out or something. for sure for sure yeah then we've thrown over to lissa and carrie and clearly lissa is able to purchase carrie's apartment um do you think she i think she's renting it no she's she she bought it seema's like yeah seema's like you got this at such a steal so this is the hot topic. Why did Carrie sell the apartment to Lizette and not Miranda? Bizarre. Bizarre. But also at the same time, do you think Miranda Miranda would have used that closet for like her, her legal documents, not like closet? She, so. uh, like maybe as like an STI clinic for non-binary yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> she would just like be like, Brady, I've built a second bedroom for you and it's in my closet. And Brady's like, Mum, I do not want to live in this closet. I don't want to live my auntie Carrie's closet. Um, yeah. yeah, this whole scene is bizarre. Like, it, like so Lisette has bought the apartment from Carrie and then Seema, like, walks in. Seema is so Seema, rude. Seema has no time for Lisette, but I have a theory. Seema's fuming that Lisette's bought at such a cheap price because she got such a small commission <gasps> on the, the exchange. Genius. Because Seema's like, you got this at such a steal. You can, you can afford your own, like, sushi, so get the fuck out of this apartment, you little whore. She was so aggressive to her. Lisette it was just, iconic. Like, it. Yeah. So aggressive. I loved her. 
And I don't know if it's her acting that makes her just so over the top, or if actually they wanted her to be a bit like. And do you think crazy. so? Do you think Lisette's getting a little spin off? She's moved into Carrie Bradshaw's apartment. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not as well. She's so shit. She's gorgeous, but she's not got she's any not, like this arts to no, her. No. She's a great little side character, though. I've actually quite liked Lisette this like whole show. Yeah, I wish they could have maybe brought her in more, like yeah, maybe. Especially this season. Yeah. She's like, robbed and now she's bought a flat. Yeah, I think maybe a bit less of like the kids and a bit more of Lisette would have been a bit nicer because I think people don't really care for the kids. Yeah. And their sexcapades. Uh, Seaman's telling Harry and she told Ravi she loves him but it's only been 3.5 weeks oh thank you for confirming that okay. um yeah random and then Carrie's just like if you I accept for second explicit details while I eat my sushi don't tell me about you getting sex negative queen Ravi. that is Carrie Bradshaw sex negative queen <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw she's the sex columnist but if you ever even mention a a sexual organ in front of me, I will throw up profusely. Seema feels like, I know, Carrie feels like an old, like, warlock or something. She's like, if you find love, go out <laughs> it. Thou shalt not <laughs> fall! <laughs> She's so, yeah. She's I don't so weird. Her obsession with love is a bit unhealthy. She doesn't dissect Shopping for it. labels. She's just shopping for love now. She's not even shopping for love labels. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lisette has my 80s bra, babe. I'm just going to get a jacket and throw Lizzie paint on there and call it a day. Also, how many times she's moved out of, in and out of that flat? How has she not thrown those 80s bras out? Like, she's... Oh, she's shot, yeah, I need to allocate these boxes for these really, like, things I don't wear. How does she fit that wedding dress in that, like, fucking closet when she's all those bras in? She can't fit that Vivian Westwood, bra, like, wedding dress in. Yeah. She should have just made use of that storage space from season one. Literally. We are back into Miranda Land. Um, actually, she's not being tragic for the first time ever. She's had a gorgeous little gradient coat. Okay, Miranda, work. <laughs> Um, Melly loves gradients. Melly loves gradients.com. Um, and then she's. So, what did you think? She's talking to someone from the UN, and we're wondering if like, it's a flirtatious encounter. Or yeah, I kind I of thought, is. like, is it like a step up for like a new job for Miranda? Um, but then the person says, like, oh, I've got two Italian greyhounds. Like, no kids, like, two Italian greyhounds. Lesbian. Lesbian. Lesbian <laughs> territory. Um, but it does feel very last minute to throw Miranda little pussy. It's too last minute. Yeah, because I think we had it in earlier in the season with the writing with the um when she goes to the book reading and it's uh, yeah like little, it's just kind of Something, like that again. Like maybe just keep Miranda single, but like then but like the other week when we were saying like Naya and her had like a weird tension. I was mm. like, was that just bad writing or was it just awkward acting? I think like it's both. Yeah, like because it, it really felt like they had like a te- like sexual tension. Yeah, like, it was bizarre. Sure. And it feels like, what was the point? This scene was literally like 45 seconds. So what was the point of it? This scene involves Dolly Wells. She's like a very famous UK actress. Um, Icon. And also daughter of John Miles. So it's nice to see the UK being wrapped in this. Um, and also, I think she's married to a lady in real life. So it backs up. Lesbian! Lesbian to a greyhound. Gonna date Miranda. Are you? Actually, Miranda kind of looks like a greyhound. <laughs> Yeah, we got a wig last season. Honestly. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. TLDR, random scene. Where are we going with this? Is she going to get random. a new job or is she going to get a new woman? Pussy. Two new dogs. Maybe it's her boss and it's her girlfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Miranda's coming home. She's still Naya's housemate. Poor Naya, just as for Naya. Naya has not left the apartment Naya's for the past, just... the whole season, basically. Famously still sitting in this flat, not moving. Uh, Naya, uh, Miranda's like, Oh, Jane's coming to Carrie's party. The last one, and I don't want to go because Jane's going to be there. And I hate my exes. And I'm a mumbling fool now. I, I'm a mumbling fool. And then um, Naya's like, no fucking way. Yeah, That's Miranda... the right answer. Miranda's like, oh, yeah, there is. And uh, Naya's like, no, I've just been invited to Andre Rashan baby shower. And did you see the Swift. invite? The invite was like, the definitely Taylor... made on Canva. It's oh, my like, God, yeah. like hobo sounds over the top. Like, let's celebrate. Iconic. Yeah, and Naya then is like, you know what? I'm going to send him the most expensive pram. And in the writer's room, Samantha Irby, our favourite writer, this is probably the worst writing she's ever done. She was like, <laughs> when I, she, so she was like, I am reproductively challenged. So when my ex-boyfriend sent me an invite to um, his baby shower, like a virtual baby shower, he, they sent like a, like a wish list. And then she was like, so I bought him the most expensive roller. And just to show him like every time he takes his baby for a walk, he'll think about me. And I was like, I don't think he will. I don't think it works like 1, that. 1,000 pounds of a pound. You'd be like, thank yeah. you, you dumb bitch. It's if you're willing to like cheat on someone, I don't think they've got the mental capacity to be like, oh, no. that's just not bad. He's moved on. Oh my God. I don't think it was the game that, I, I, when I saw this scene, I was like, I don't, think that spend that one grand on yourself like get out the flat please I'm begging you <laughs> kick Miranda out give yeah Miranda, like, give Miranda some like rent money and kick out the flat I, it's such a um, bizarre ref- like bizarre they, nothing writers- nothing inspiring or liberating about this scene at all yeah Naya this season has been washed out she's mm. pathetic like she's even more pathetic than Miranda yeah, and, like... I know the oppression Olympics they're both uh, <laughs> <laughs> the oppression Olympics <laughs> yeah, they're just like running backwards at this point because they're just desperate to be last um, and the, in the writers' room, they're like, "Yeah, like oh, I wish I had that. Like I wish I could like pay, like show my way that like, I'm too like rich to yeah, care." But this is just a really American but if way. Someone was, like, if like, someone did that to me, I'd be like, "Thank you." I'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that ten years show of relationship was worth it." Give me my yeah. place again. Give oh my me god, a fucking grand worth of stuff for free. Fucking bizarre. Hipster height. Yeah, Naya, move, get out of that apartment. This is why Naya needs to love, leave the apartment. She's spending a thousand pounds on Andre Rashan's mm-hmm. new baby. And also, I love that they always call Andre Rashan. Like, they <laughs> give him his full name. Like, do you want people, like, there's like certain people that you like say their full name mm-hmm. like it just seems like really like insulting in some way yeah. I love when people do it people sometimes will call me Lee Greaves and I'll be like they just that person hates me really? yeah it gives me the ick so much when oh. somebody says like a full name I'm like oh I'm the opposite everyone I'm, I'm not Madonna now I'm Melly or Melita yeah I'd rather just have like one Luke Greaves it's too many syllables Two syllables is too many. Luke is perfect. Mal, perfect. Yeah, but to be fair, like you'd rather be Luke Greaves and Che. We move, move on. on. Seamlessly move on. Seamlessly to move on to Che. Back in Hudson Yards, my oh, yeah. favourite place. How does Che afford Hudson Yards place? Because they can literally, they're living the American dreams. They can literally make enough money from the veterinary. Uh, Che's watching their stand up from season one, which cringe, cringe, and then. Throwback Thursday, Cheryl Diaz is here! Cheryl Diaz with that it's gorgeous It's like finding wig. out that um, Carrie was called Caroline. We all now know Che's... Cheryl. Cheryl. It's, um, what's that, like, what's it called when, like, the... Dead name. 
No, what's it called when, like, a, a villain, it's like their villain... Origin story. Origin story, exactly. Yeah, we got so. we got Shay's origin story, how they became a villain. Um, Shay was not too far removed from Seema's... Uh, yeah. Very similar hairstyle and... Um, True. Colour... Colour clothes wise. Like, give us that wig for a give yeah. us that wig for a minute. Babe. Just like, do you think have you ever seen Chain Seema in the same room together? I haven't. We've got a lot of um character development from this version of Che, which is on the laptop, but we've got no comedy development. The stand up is still <laughs> fucking shit. Still awful. Um they're talking about going on dates with men and how much like um they've got to eat a salad, for example, and they can't be themselves and the men are ordering like steaks and blah 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 blah. Yeah, like, I actually think Cheryl was funnier than Che. I do agree, but also it's so, like, it just reeks of, like, first-wave feminism. Like, oh, I've got to go on a date and eat a salad. Yeah. And I just don't think they, they don't, they don't give Che good content. Like, Che could yeah. have been discussing really interesting stuff, like, when they were still kind of identifying as, just better. Like, a Che's woman. just better as a non-comedic actor. I, yeah, I think when Che was, like, kind of, like, just, like, being a friend, I think they are or being a better... A vet. Being a better assistant, or like maybe looking for love, they're like, like they're, they're better character there when they're kind of like doing their comedy shtick. It really takes me out of it. Don't really support it. I don't think someone who really is very, I don't think they. It's just boring comedy, and I don't think they do that comedy. Yeah. Uh, then we go over to LTW and her there. LTW is like, ah, ah, she's like Thrasher. punching her. Like um, that's hello. me and my period. To be fair, so I do relate. Um, and then, oh god, if only she got to, if only she got a period, um, LTW is like, Herbert, why didn't you get your mastectomy eight years ago? Um, and like, yeah, whatever, a bit of a boring, like, LTW deserved a better you know, storyline than this, but I, I don't think... know, I think it's quite a controversial subject. I think, it, yeah, no, it definitely is. Because I think is. it is, a lot of men do this, and a lot of men of that age oh, yeah, do true. do this, and I like people, like... I know you probably don't talk about this with your parents, but I know for a fact that your dad probably would have avoided doing something like this. That's yeah. so invasive, but your oh, yeah, mom true. would probably still be having to take that kind She'd of She'd be stuff. picking up the dog shit while yeah. breastfeeding the other child, while making and breakfast for the still dad. Still very like, much maybe heading into like perimenopause, yeah. but probably on the coil, like on the pill, yeah. like there's so much going on. And the men just do not pick up the slack. Yeah. And I think it's very evident and it's really like, I did feel like LTW's frustration with Herbert here. It's like, why could you just not get this thing Herbert at Ashley's is do? Like, I've <laughs> Herbert is a misogynist nonsense. He is. He's, <laughs> he's just, just a bit of a twat. Like, and it's just really annoying because um, these women are just too good for these men. It just felt like... Yeah, it's very It's really frustrating to like fall into this situation. If I got pregnant, I like, would feel so... Because like, I'm very pro-choice and it should be a conversation that abortion is totally... It should be accessible for all. It is good when they start talking about the postpartum and then she's like, he's just like, oh, you had a little postpartum and then he's, she's like, you can't have a little. It's like, yeah, Herbert, you are a cunt. Like, he's and it's nice that she calls him out on this but at yeah. the same time it's like how are you with this man you are far too good for this man like, so true for him to like belittle your postpartum or your depression is crazy I guess well he's rich yeah he's rich and he's these women turn a blind eye to how yeah. rich these men are because they're, they're all dicks I don't know it just proves my point that you no know, straight men are just not it I think it would have been like a better storyline if she did go for an abortion or something because like obviously like geriatric pregnancies which what they call them after 35 is like obviously a lot more demanded in your body and like in the US like reproductive rights is so fraught mm-hmm. as well and like maybe it would have been a good 
trying to pick it up. And, she, and like, it's yeah. good that Herbert is supportive of her, but... Um, but she does acknowledge that, so she doesn't... Because yeah. I, think, I think New York is one of the only states, unfortunately, that are kind of getting... They're still allowing yeah. abortion. And also, like, LCW, like, acknowledging, like, her privilege of, like, being rich and being able to yeah, afford it. And, like, emotionally, she, she's supported as well because going through an abortion is really, really stressful. Um, and she does acknowledge that. But then at the same time, you can see Herbert really kind of is a bit traditionalist. And like, yeah, oh, that's I don't true. Really agree with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very touchy subject. Especially um, with Herbert's mum as well. She's yeah. like very traditional. And I feel like the writers, that the show that they've written, even like with Carrie being such a prude with like just general sex acts. Yeah. Like with Seema saying, I love you during sex. How would they approach abortion? I don't think they'd be able to approach it in yeah. like, a very sensible and then the ones way, or nuanced and the, way. The last two episodes of the show, the show is probably going to end as well. Like, mm-hmm. we, yeah. yeah, I don't think they've got it in them to make this storyline as That's rich true. as it could be. And I think how it turns out is maybe... Yeah, unfortunately. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I wish they'd gone down that route because it's really important to share these stories, and especially with the political climate. And I do agree, but I don't think they do a very good job. That's true, it, that's so. true. Yeah, and it's also really interesting with LTW that she um, uh, talks about new realities, like resetting your reality. Like, I feel like when you get into the swing of things and you've, got, you've worked so hard for something and you set yourself up for a trajectory in your life, that when you have this curveball curve and you've got set for a new reality, like this is a theme of this show, like yeah, everyone's just true. getting like hit with like a, oh, oh God, something like, I thought I was like on the right path or like the path that I was caved out, carved out for myself, but actually this thing has happened to me and like, oh shit, I've got to reassess. Um, and then we get to uh, the next character reassessing themselves with um, Anthony coming to Carrie's uh, apartment um, and Carrie's invited him over for some news. And Cosmos. And Cosmos. Um, so I think this is where we finally address that Willie Garson is no longer in and just like that. And they wrote Willie out to be on like some TikTok tour of Japan, which was yeah, a bit his random. TikTok influencers fired um, um, Stanford and then Stanford decides to become a Shinto monk. Shinto monk. And like, it was kind of a ridiculous storyline, but I like to kind of enjoy it. And in the writer's room, they were saying like, when Sex and City 2 came out, um, Michael Patrick King and Sarah Jessica went to Japan and they were getting like loads of awful press. Like it was like, they were hounded with awful press. And then Michael Patrick King was like, we went to all these different like monasteries. And then um, Michael Patrick King was like, I just wanted to put um, Stanford in like a really like relaxing, beautiful, full of light place. And I was like, oh, that is quite cute. Like It's cute, but it's so random. Like, so imagine your husband bizarre. just going to Japan and become like a Shinto monk. I just don't think there was like, a way, there was, there was just no good, the, these writers aren't capable of doing a good storyline. Mm. And like, I just think because like, they're all like so sensitive around Willie Carson as well. I think they just wanted to make it like, they want you to push on it really quickly in one scene and like mm-hmm. have it done and sorted like and Anthony's able to move on and it like serves its purpose like I'm fine with this storyline I kind of feel like what annoys me a little bit is that it's all coming through Carrie like I feel like it should have come through Anthony like maybe like when he was in bed with Giuseppe mm. like maybe a text came through like a letter came to the like post an email. Yeah. to be like hey like this is where I'm at like there's a doc why is Carrie facilitating I this I think it's because Sarah Jessica and um, Willie Carson had such a close friendship so she wanted to commemorate like yeah but him. who cares like, <laughs> like does it make but this, this whole story? show is reflecting their lives like I know but it's like he was married to Anthony, he was yeah, not like I know yeah, they're yeah. friends in real life, but it was a bit. I just found it really strange. I guess because Carrie was 
Stanford's friend, like, originally. Like, that's how the show started. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, you can be... But he was married to him. That was, yeah. like, the story in, like, the first Sex and City They movie. were married, but they weren't really married. Like, their, their relationship... Know. I think him dying proved the point of their relationship was, like, really nonsensical. And they probably okay. should have never been put together. Yeah. And, like, now he's died in real life. They were like, oh, like, we shouldn't have put them together. Because, like... Like, Anthony's not even, like, that upset that, like, Stanford's moved on and moved away. Yeah, and, like, but they've written him like that. I think, if anything, like, if, um, I'd rather have Anthony be like, oh, I just feel really weird that Stanford's not here and that's what yeah. I'm being reserved from you, Giuseppe, versus, like, oh, that... I don't believe I need to be penetrated. And, like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, even Anthony could say that to Carrie as well. He was like, I don't feel like I can be as close to you because I knew you and Stanford are so close mm. and, like, I've been closed off because of this and, like, and then that made me... That could have been an interesting way. Yeah, I just feel like it wasn't touched on. It was just they haven't well. written this bit well. They always try to make like SJP, like carry the center of the universe, but I don't think she's very good at facilitating. Yeah, it. and then the writers' room, they're like saying Sarah Jessica like improv like down in the cosmo, and she like winks at Anthony. Yeah, she's just a Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development, like wink. And um, it was really awkward. They're like, oh my God, she downed the whole cocktail in honour of um, Stanford. I was like, fuck it out. Meet me on a Thursday morning. I'm doing the same <laughs> thing. I'm necking my fucking Cosmo just to get rid <laughs> of my right beer fear. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really... Uh, um, I, everyone, so I had like mixed messages about this. It was like, everyone kind of like really loved it and thought it was a really like nice... The, um, thing and then there's like a Photoshop of like Willie Garson of like this little monk and like it's yeah it's kind of shabby there's like um the every outfit of sex and city they have this theory they're like going through grief stages and now they're in the acceptance stage of how shit the show is <laughs> i think i'm at that stage now where i'm just like that's fine i don't care i don't want to be asked i want i want anthony to move on because obviously stamp is never coming back and i'm like yeah perfect whatever next scene let's go we're back in the world of Charlotte. Oh god, these girls are living such separate lives. Uh, Charlotte is in the gallery at Element, and the gallerinas have come up to be like, Charlotte, you sold a painting to Sam Smith. We need to go celebrate. Um, I, for someone who slates Charlotte's outfits, I do think she looks this very is a big sleek. Yeah, big sleigh. And they're gonna take her out. Thank God, get her out of that flat. She was in a Naya Element at some point. She was only existing in that flat. Thank God. Yeah, it's so nice to see Charlotte dressed chic, dressed fab, selling paintings Mm -hmm. and other NBs that exist in the world (laughs) outside of Che Diaz universe and the rock universe. We love it. We stand. Then we cut to Karen Ada and queuing outside for Che Diaz's um, return to Karma Stand Up Comedy. Do that comedy, Tradia. Um, Miranda surprises the two by coming, and then um, Miranda's like, "Hee hee, I've not told Che that I'm coming." Tee hee, and Carrie's face kind of like drops, and she's like, "Oh." <laughs> Carrie, right there, should have been like, "Don't come." <laughs> Go out. Um, Why does Carrie never want to go to Brooklyn for anything else, but she'll go for a Che Diaz gig? So odd. It. Um, and then, so oh, before this, actually, Carrie and Aiden are talking, and then Carrie's like, oh, at the Last Supper, which LTW wrote, she came up with the idea of the Last Supper. Yeah, thank God. Um, she wrote the Carrie's Bible. like, Aiden, 
there was a chair there for you if you were to come and ages like, I will never step foot in that apartment. I never step in foot in that apartment. I tried to break the walls down and you you built them back off. Don't even say the word apartment. Don't even me. say the what well word walls for and me. And he slaps her to the street. <laughs> um so I can't even look at walls anymore. Me, I never step foot in buildings. Just walk <laughs> around the fucking streets with you. You ruined my life. You ruined my relationship to <laughs> oh, also, when Carrie was saying this, she's like, hey, I've got like a table of 12, but there's one seat empty. And I was like, has she kept a seat empty for Big's ghost? Because she's so over the top. I was like, who is this seat? She's like, I've kept this seat empty for a special man. I was is like, it seat is it 13, for... <laughs> Maybe, yeah, 13. Oh. I was like, oh, is it for Big? Shop it for labels. Shop it for And The way she said it was so random. I was like, who is this seat for? And then it, the penny drops. Oh, it's for him. No way does Carrie have that many friends as well. Does she? Like, that's why she's like desperately running around like talking to like, Steve and Shay because like she needs to film. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ha ha. You're so funny. Oh my God. Oh my God, Steve. I love you. Yeah, you guys, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and then Miranda's like saying that she's like, oh, I want to surprise Trey. And like, and then Miranda's like, oh, I feel bad. Even, I still even feel bad how I treated Skipper. It's like, bring Skipper back. Oh, yeah. Skipper Skipper's would be a better stand up comedian than Trey. Skipper would be rich as well because he's not a tech mini. Yeah, true. Um, I still just don't understand why Carrie didn't warn um, Miranda about Trey's stand up. But would she have known about Chase Dunder? But, like, why did she give her such a, like, oh, oh, she gives her the Nina Katz look. Do you want oh, Nina Katz? Is like, yeah, yeah. oh, you're, oh, oh, oh. you're Aiden's ex. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, it bad. just felt... Oh, sorry, hold on. Wow, wow, wow. The curry bad friend Plaxer needs to go off. <laughs> woke moment. <laughs> Unwoke moment. And woke. <laughs> Conservative moment, <laughs> mega moment. <laughs> Carrie definitely voted for Trump. No, there's more evidence. True. Yeah, definitely. And Mr. Big um, Thank God from that awkward scene, we're taking it back to Charlotte having fun. Um, she's on tequilas. God bless her. She's not the hangover from hell tomorrow. But then she chucks her phone into a blender. Michael Jordan, eat your heart out. Oh my God! Fuck, girl. Fuck you and fuck those kids too. <laughs> Very much on that era. Do you know what? Charlotte should... It shouldn't have been Miranda who left her family. It should have been Charlotte. So true. She would have been so much more fun. Um, and Yeah, because Charlotte was a slut after Samantha. Yeah, for sure. She was the most sexually liberated out of all of them. And we go totally. Then we go to the JDR's stand-up and then we have the NB host... And then the Ebby host is like, you cis het man. And the cis het man is like, I'm actually trans. And then um, the stand-up, the, the host is like, this non-stand-up, stand-up can... Oh, whatever, it's really boring. It's... <laughs> it's just all really boring. I think it's really disrespectful, this scene as well. I don't know, I just thought you could definitely just like... There was too many woke moments in this. And you just, what was the point of it? Like, it was so rude. Like, I don't think anyone would do that stand-up set, like... <laughs> For someone who follows a lot of comedians who like are in the queer space, I don't think they'd ever like humiliate someone like that. I it's just, just there's think, more um, funny things to discuss and mock yeah. versus like mocking someone in the crowd who are seemingly in a heterosexual relationship and I think it not. would make more sense maybe if it was like a drag queen host yeah, or like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't it, think I like I go to comedy sets but like I don't think you have like 
you don't really have like stand up shows for just queer people. You just have like a mix of queer people and straight people. This doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. Like I know Michael Patrick King was like saying he was like talking to people who like in the queer community they do like stand up and stuff but like there's not a segregation between stand up if you're queer or not like for me like queer like stand up is like drag and like it's I don't know like it's, it feels like a made up sub drama that doesn't exist and I feel like with these things like I know that um my friends who are like female DJs like women DJs or like people like people of colour who like navigate the the creative space like there's such an emphasis on like there being a safe space and there's training yeah. for a safe space and you're given like um tips on how to navigate this and talk to the people with it's this kind comedy of like, show there was no sense of that being a safe space they just yeah. went straight for they and just really were like, like mimicking like straight white males and how they talk to the crowd so true like the Diaz Asian... is like that yeah Diaz is that and like they're kind of out in the trans guy like, yeah. yeah and yeah. i thought that was really disrespectful and it was kind of like um for, even like for aiden for example like a cis white male to walk into a comedy show but like i don't feel safe to sit at the front it's like if anything if all the space that you should feel safe in would be like a queer show and if yeah, it's something yeah, like yeah. oh they're gonna call you out for something then you, you're they're well in their right to call you out. Yeah, it? yeah it's yeah. not for the fact that you're being called like a country lurch. Well, like you know, even being called out, us. like it's part of the set. You're supposed to, it's, it's fun. Like you're yeah, supposed to be you're part of that. Yeah, and you sit the front on purpose. But I just think they did a bit of a discredit to like that kind of like industry and like the community <laughs> that they've built, and they're just always doing it. <laughs> My favorite part is this: is when Tony Chase like Lavendras comes up to Jay and they're just like, "Hey," and then Tony takes the hat off. Just Toby. To it's Toby Danza, not Toby, Toby, Toby Danza. Toby comes up to Jay and like takes the hat off just to shave their buzz cut. I'm like, what is that? What? Like, so, it's so, so, bizarre. so, so, so bad at writing gay characters, young characters, so non binary characters. They even bad at writing Carrie, the mid Carrie. Yeah. Awful. And then Jay runs up to do their stand up set and they're like, um, kind of like just like ripping Miranda apart and they're like I was like dating a straight white woman mm. and then there was four people she brought four people into our bedroom me her her husband and my her kid and then um she was um waiting for my clit to get hard um and then she was like uh am I queer or, or am I lesbian or am I bi and like I don't know like like the like whole point of like a queer community is supposed to be like really inviting and mm. stuff and if somebody's like exploring their sexuality like this felt like so mean yeah i don't think queer people would find this funny they would kind of be like i'd be like boo yeah i think boo, it's you. kind of like oh this but, woman like, like, like took that a chance. was way too harsh yeah like they took a chance in this relationship and it, why are you shitting on her now and it must have been a mindfuck for che to have this like baggage but also it's a massive mindfuck for miranda yeah and it's just a bit it's so random. And also, bah, 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 uh, Carrie, bad friend moment. Carrie's just like staring at Miranda and just like seeing, gauging her kind of response. But really, she'd be like, fucking hell, let's just fucking go. Like, yeah, she should be like, oh, let's just go. Yeah, yeah. go. Like, we're not listening to this. Like, we're going to take you out. We're going to go. And like, this is not what you need to have. Like, you've been my friend for like how many like decades? Like, you don't need to be subjected to this embarrassment. It's, so it's just not okay. Um, also, side note, it looks like Che's wearing like, the Kendall Roy. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> the same jacket as Kendall so Roy. Kendall Roy when they did L to the LG. Oh my god, so true. So, embarrassing moment to embarrassing moment, embarrassing person to embarrassing person. So, yeah. embarrassment knows no gender. So. No. 
uh, Miranda like eventually storms out after she's been dragged through the mud by Che Diaz, and then Che runs out to console Miranda after that stop in their set and saying, "Oh, there's other MBs that are able to like do want to do their performances," and then um, yeah, and then uh, Miranda's like. Well, when are you going to get to the point where you're going to talk about how shit you are? And then she was like, I was about to! And I was like, you fucking liar, no, you, you were. Um, and then Miranda runs away and... Holy Pulsa, Toby Dancer! Comes over and Toby's like, puts two and two together and realises the cishet, white, straight, female, mm-hmm, married, mm-hmm, ex-fiancé mm-hmm. woman... The ginger. The ginger bitch <laughs> was uh, the one that Che was just talking about in the comedy set. Um, but, like, I did actually quite like this line where Che was like, why am I so tired of having to remind people of who I am? It's a really good... Oh, <laughs> why? Yeah, the Che says, why am I so tired of having to remind people of who I am? And, like, as much as, like, I don't really like Che Diaz and, like, I think they're written really badly, I thought that line was quite good. And, like, mm. it was obviously, like, a... Like Michael Patrick King being like "fuck you" to the audience, like yeah, and like I think if my if Che Diaz was like a really great character, that would have been like a good line. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, like we say, they've really messed up Che's character. They could have just made them so iconic and so interesting, and like just, really pushing some really interesting ideas. But yeah. they've just made them into this like weird, like annoying. I think it might have been person. better to like keep. Miranda and Che still together and like exploring like being polyamorous and like yeah and just made them work a bit better and, like yeah. made Che work on themselves more and Miranda work on themselves more because now they're both just like single and they're both a mess. Oh, like even the it's relationship that like Naya has with Miranda, like that was yeah. with Che, that would still be like equally as like I think that would have been worked out well because like they're still kind of gaining each other's like. They're learning from each other. Like, when Naya was like, Miranda, you, like, cut off exes really easily. Like, yeah. I can imagine Miranda having a conversation with Che, like, about that, about, like, sexuality and like, how they feel, um, who they fancy and, like, why they don't want to go back to, like, their old life. Well, thank God, after that horrible shit show ever seen, we finally got Richard Burden back in the house. Richard Burden. Richard Burden. And, uh, sorry, this distracted me the fact that Charlotte's walked in absolutely pissed out of her fucking mind. On tequila shots, no phone, no dignity, no pants. No, I'm just joking. I um, She looks great. And they're all bullying her. So Harry, Lily and Rock are sitting around the table and Mr. Richard Burton walks in as well to give a bit of judgment too. Um, and um, they're just asking, where are you? And she's had to like, explain herself uh, that she's had a few too many margaritas. And then Lily says, like, mum, you're so gross. Which is so what rude. She so should get rude. those flowers and fucking throw it over the Yeah, like, like she... get out, you slut. I know you fucked that ugly <laughs> Brady. He's so ugly. This woman ran around town for you looking for condoms. Honestly. Like, you cannot say someone is gross. Like, you were gross. You are gross. They do not know how to write young people. Like, I do never, ever, 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 I... ever think that someone... Imagine like, kids can be you said, Imagine you said your mum is gross to her face. Yeah, that's... Oh. You would never say that. Like, it's just so silly Unless when she was look gross, at her. But... <laughs> Who? Yeah, so mean. Unless your mum was gross. But yeah, like, but I think even you, then you wouldn't say she was gross. I don't gross. think your mum's gross and no. your mum's even still at I think my mum's car. Beep beep. <laughs> She's being gross, but I'm still in her car. Beep beep. <laughs> um, I just think they just don't. They've either, like, they need to talk about how the kids are just so fucking annoying. Yeah. Or, um, 
stop writing them to be such brats. So I don't think them just being don't brats, have kids at the show. But th- I don't think them writing them as brats serves the story. Like it just makes it a bit more annoying to watch it. So I think Charlotte's one of the elements to go out and be like, oh, tie between being a mum and stuff. But she doesn't need like Lily and Rock being like fucking yeah. irritating like they are. Um, and then also something to note is that um, Kristen Davis's acting was so bad in that. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it was. It like I think her acting is like all over the place, but it suits the storyline. I think they've like shaped the storyline to suit her acting more. Cause she's just like, okay. yeah. it's just so and lucky. like, and like, interestingly, like Kristen Davis is a recovering alcoholic. She's been like, oh, um, really? yeah, she's been sober like since before the start of Sex and the City. I remember like listening to a pod- like our interview with her, and she was saying like if it wasn't for Sex and the City, she was like I think I would have died from alcoholism. Mm. She was like it's the only thing that kept me like together. Um, and then, so it's like interesting to see her to like pay like. Oh, that's interesting. Her, so. Yeah. And like I just know I think I like I think Charlotte's my favorite character now. Like, yeah, I would Especially agree. after this episode. Yeah, um, she's got shit together. Samantha would be so proud. Yeah, I think Elder Gibbon, um Charlotte, are my two favorite characters. Um, and then she, little Richard Burton's there. And he just like comes in. And he's like knock knock, and so you just can't. The fur baby's always gonna win. He's always gonna win. Oh baby. my god, I love that she was just like Richard Burton. Yeah, it's like, you can get in here. So you, cute. You're not, you're not gonna be a brat. Thank God you can't text, but you can write a full show. Exactly. <laughs> and then we go over to Carrie and Aidan. Carrie's like telling Aidan to say goodbye to the hotel. And then they can settle into her new place before the last supper, before she moves out of her old apartment. She's getting the bedroom ready in her new, amazing, fucking iron curled, fucking 10 million pound duplex manor that Mr. Big has paid for. And then Wyatt... Always calls Aiden. It's like, Dad! Dad! Dad, uh, Wyatt's, um, listened to Charlie XX too much and, um, (laughs) crashed. Uh, Yeah, and then Aiden has to fly back to Virginia. Yeah, and then, um, (laughs) so, like, Kyrie's like, I'll help you, like, we'll, like, get you, fly back to Virginia. Uh, Wyatt's commitment to cock blocking is unparalleled. Um, like, why he's, what, how have you got to the point that you don't want your dad to be dicked down so badly that you are crashing, breaking I'm bones. about to crash, I'm about to crash, I'm <laughs> about to crash, I'm about to you crash. You are blood hemorrhaging. Let's ride. You are like, cut down your life expectancy by 25 years just because you do not want your dad to be sleeping with this woman. Ugh. And to be fair, same. Carrie's maybe awful. he just like, maybe like Wyatt's read Carrie's old columns and she's like, yeah, he she's knows. A, he, he, listened knows. To her, he listened to her audiobook while he was driving. He was like, <laughs> I'm going to crash. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ride. He was in the Peloton bit and he was like, let's go faster. Faster. <laughs> Did you go any faster? Did you go any faster? <laughs> a bit of, he had a little whiskey in hand, cigar in the mouth. We go from one tragic story to another. Right. Oh, actually, this is actually a very, uh, took a bit of a turn. So very much in A&E land. Uh, I think at this point we are in the bedroom with Herbert and LTW. And LTW has bled um, quite early into her term. And it feels like she has... Um, I don't know, it feels like, is it a blessing in disguise? I feel like people can read it in different ways, like... Yeah. Um, she's definitely um, miscarried, which is quite a horrific Carrie. thing to go through. Miscarried. Um, miscarried. Yeah. Oh, I wish someone had miscarried Carrie. Um, <laughs> never. <laughs> no, it's just joking. <laughs> True. Um, and it's really sad. And what I really noticed about this scene, it's really how composed she was because it's such a yeah. horrific thing to go through 
um and just emotionally and like physically like you can feel it happen yeah yeah um, and and of... herbert's like oh we should go to this but she was like yeah yeah but i think it's too late yeah it's a really like no it's actually nice anything. yeah it's yeah, just yeah. more like this has happened i've done she must have grieved so like hard and then had to be like well pick like that's what she's so she's such a good filmmaker and such a good mother and such a good wife because and she, she just like be, just like, get on with it and move yeah. on she must because... be exhausted like she has no mental capacity to even think about like another child like yeah and like yeah it's it like it was like kind of well slowed down I think. yeah and i think it's interesting you know, like the whole abortion versus because i didn't realize this would be the how it would end i thought like, she, yeah i thought she would probably like have this child so for them to go through that, and I think the way she dealt with it quite chilled was. Yeah. It was, not, it was really like, oh, it's really sad as well. Like, I was like, oh, it's that's not really it nice sad. thing to go through. It was kind of like a matter of life, like a fact of life as well. Like, these things happen, and like, it's nice that it's brushed upon and not like. Because, like, when Charlotte had her miscarriage, it was like drawn out so much, and like, miscarriages are like awful, but mm. like, they are part of life, and like, LTW is like obviously more equipped, and she's had more kids and stuff, and like, yeah, I did. I did, I actually did quite like the way the narrative ended, and I'm glad LDW didn't have to like. Yeah, like can you like grieve a child that you technically didn't really want? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so th- there's a lot of conversation points yeah. there. But obviously, they're not going to really touch upon it because the next episode, the last episode of the show, whatever. <laughs> uh, then we go over to Carrie. Carrie's in her new gorge duplex mansion mcmansion <laughs> um um carrie is telling um miranda to grow up <laughs> grow up come over you're gonna see trey at the last supper and we're gonna eat sit next to each other smile uh, miranda you are homeless as well grow up babes uh find a new apartment um then carrie gets a call from aiden um and then Aiden's like basically telling her what's happened with Wyatt and like the car crash was actually much more serious than originally thought. Um, Aiden's basically saying like um, his wife didn't want to like tell him the full extent of the accident, but he's mm. like broke legs, broke his collarbone. Um, and then like John Corbett's acting was like actually amazing. Mm. Like I thought it was like, it really like showed his versatility as an actor. Um, but it does make me think... Did you think it was amazing acting? You're joking. I did think it was amazing. It was, I thought it was better than uh, my expectations for him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I was like, he was like trying to like shit that tear out. He was so desperate. He just could not make it happen. Uh, no, I thought it was good. I think for like what the writing is Okay, about, yeah. What the writing is. High I was like, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, but it does make me think, I think Carrie's not... Carrie's going to move out of New York. She's going to move to Virginia because Aiden's going to feel so guilty that this happened under her, like his watch while he was away with Carrie. Yeah. Carrie's going to feel so guilty. Carrie's moved into this apartment, but like her furniture's not there, so she can be like, fuck it, let's just move to Virginia. Let's end this show. The show's ended. Oh, my God. Samantha's brought in the next episode. Like, everything can just wrapped up really quickly. Oh, and, my like, God, yeah, that makes more sense. And, like, the show is just not doing well. Like, the critics... The performance is bad Us, we're panning it we've spent about four hours a week <laughs> panning it and like and the viewership's down so i don't know it does make sense that this is the last supper oh my 
How depressing. Which is sad. Mm. I think this show could have had like so much momentum, but I think I think the Kim Cattrall of it all, like mm. I think it really like soured everyone's like the audience's like perception of it because the season one was we were saying earlier like season one was so exciting because like, we were in the pandemic and it was nice to have something like nostalgic and like it did feel like we needed to like reset coming out of the pandemic as well like people didn't really know like what was going to happen in the world and it was nice to see like nostalgic characters come into this like weird space of post-pandemic era but then the show was written so sloppily and like, yeah. I think we're like kind of relieved that we're coming out yeah of the show now um it definitely like i'm like on tiktok and all my fyp is just like anti-carry like clips that like, all the times like carrie's just been like a terrible friend Carrie's and it's like, Ca- like carried that show and it's very much just like people would probably like yeah. they want a samantha spin-off more than they want this oh my god totally yeah, which yeah. i probably agree with but they'll probably write it badly as well so i don't fully agree with it um it's just like like knowing that sarah jessica was paid five million per episode in season Six, whereas um, Samantha Kim Cattrall was paid a tenth of that, yeah, like mm. half a million per episode. But now it's so gratifying to know that Kim Cattrall has been paid a shit ton of money, didn't need to be around with mm. these women, and like is now getting like the reparations she deserved. Yes. Um, but this show kind of just like sums up, like, I don't know, like, I think people like try to rewrite so much because it's based on people's reactions and people have reacted to Sex and City since it's come out and because of social media's grown so much and people have like been like this is why Mr Big was so bad this is why Carrie was so bad this is why Miranda mm. was so bad and like they've reacted like it just shows like people's um opinions can affect a show so much and like and just like that is like a a complete like um it's completely been fucked over by people's opinions yeah, they said that loads of feelings that like oh everyone hated the second Sex and City movie and then we went and responded back to that but in like the worst way. Yeah, like, yeah, right yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> that's the end of the show. So what do you what like what do you think the next episode is gonna be like then? I do don't. You do know. have the oh, Samantha call? Yeah, so that came out today, like the clip about Samantha calling. Um, I. Th- well, I was, like, convinced Carrie's going to die, but I don't think that's true. Um, yeah, Imagine if Carrie died. It'd be, like, a very Lars Tranvere, like, way to, like, end the show or something. Like, just something. And Carrie's, like, driving the truck with wire, and then they both just go <laughs> over. They both just hold each other's hand, and they're like... Thumb and Louise. Thumb and Louise are like, fuck your dad. <laughs> I think, oh, I think it's going to be really boring. I think they're really going to be like, oh, I can't make this happen. So either Aiden and Carrie break up, or oh. like you said, like Carrie moves to Virginia. That would be good or if they, they broke kill up. Or they kill There's only three, like, Oh my God, I would, would love if they broke up. Mm. And then, like, she's breaking up and Samantha's like, let's go for dinner. Fuck it, you don't need that man. Yeah. Let's do it. We I'm moving back to New York Carrie. or something. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, I just, oh, I don't know, I feel like it's, they brought back season two because season one was, like, so panned and they wanted to, like, end the show on a little bit of a high. I don't know. What I think is really funny is, like, how they, like, did the whole, like, how they wrote Samantha out was, like, oh, she 
use me as an ATM machine was yeah, like a thing, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is, is just not everyone just like all uh, like Sex and City fans are just like we just do not believe that storyline it's just so silly and like Samantha was so generous so like the only thing Samantha does when like she's introduced into these storylines like offer like Harry support I'm like you can do yeah, it you're yeah, right yeah. to do this so like is that phone call going to be her be like no you're right to do this but like mm. what is she right to do like dump Aiden like yeah. dump Miranda kill Miranda, Miranda put her out of her misery and like it's it's funny because when like obviously in season one where they're like Carrie was like oh like obviously like I she was like annoyed about the money situation and we didn't want to pay her but like Kim Cattrall was paid less mm. than you the whole show mm. like it just oh, I don't know like it just seems right reads a bit like dumb ridiculous like, yeah um, what do you give the stocky treats out of? Ah, I'm going to love this question. Uh, um, I did seven last episode, I think. So I'm going to give it... You? I think, yeah, I was really generous. I couldn't believe we it. We were a bit too generous yeah, last episode. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it seven again. I feel oh. so much, I kind of like walked away from like, oh, it's enjoyable. There were yeah. some good storylines. The acting was clunky. Um, but I actually love the clunky acting for once. Yeah, and I think... <laughs> I think the clunky acting is a reflection of the clunky writing. Yeah, definitely. And I think the outfits were still a bit mediocre. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to save my high school for next week when um, Kim Cattrall's call comes in. I think, I yeah. I think because, like, the end of the show, season six, when A Girl in Perry, part one and part two, this is obviously, like, a reference where they do part one, supper, part to the final supper and like I I don't know like when the show ended I thought it was kind of a disappointing ending but like I just find it so nostalgic I'm just like oh I love this show I love these characters that's the thing but like I'm like it's still shit (laughs) I think I give it six and a half Richard Burton oh my god as if I rated it higher than you that's crazy yeah I don't I don't think it's warranted more than that I think I the only reason I give it that high of score is just Charlotte I think Charlotte's storyline has like yeah Charlotte has like carried Charlotte's come through yeah Miranda and Carrie are kind of like pretty meh storylines yeah 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 agreed I'm so excited for the next episode. I know, I can't believe we're like episode 11 already. It's gone yeah. too fast. Yeah, it really has. Um, so yeah, next week we'll cover the final episode and the week after we're going to do like a sum up of the series The Whole with, our, with Evelyn again and our woo-hoo, friend Donal. Um, any final thoughts? What, any? Um, I might get my pair cut as a barb like LTW. No. Yeah, do it. We'll do it live on air. We'll oh my god! Yeah. A, a, a oh my yeah. Next live. week, maybe we'll do a video. We'll do a video podcast. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do a Julia Fox and Nikki Tkesh <laughs> like Forbidden Fruits podcast episode. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Um. Well, thanks for listening. And just like that. Oh yeah. What was the and just like that? The and just like that was like and just like that for the first time I was worried. Baby, you should have been worried when this show yeah, started. Yeah, there was a lot of worrying incidents. Your husband died. Your husband died. Your friend's going through it. Like you were just a it terrible a, it friend. It was a shit. I think this was one. Of, I think this was the worst, and just like that. Yeah. For me, the and just like that, me and like um, Enid became PayPal's was better than this. Yeah, and, and just like that, I became worried. I was like, what were you worried about? The fact that someone broke their fucking entire skeletal structure that they did not want their dad to be with you. Like, oh, yeah, it's quite worrying. Yeah. Very strange. Well, shopping for labels, shopping for.